Welcome to my podcast, These Dramatic Days. I'm Jen, and I want to have smart conversations about Asian dramas, particularly good Taiwanese and Korean series. Hi, everyone. I know it's been like two months since the last episode, which is very strange. Who makes the episode every two months? But I've just had a couple of emergencies these past couple of weeks and gotten sick. And so unfortunately, this has been the best that I can do. And hopefully I'll be able to do a little bit better. But if you'd like to listen to what I talk about, feel free to follow me on Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Lately, I feel like there's a lot of good dramas out. I am watching at least four things at the moment simultaneously. And if I had time, I would be making episodes for each of the shows that I'm watching. But today I really want to talk about the drama that I love the most out of everything that's currently airing and it's probably my favorite drama for this year so far as well and this drama is Extraordinary Attorney Wu Young Woo. I really hope people are watching this series and enjoying it and really thinking about the messages of this series because it touches on so many important experiences for people with autism or who are more neurodiverse and I think this series does it in such a warm and empathetic way and that's largely due to the character Wu Young Woo who is the title character and the protagonist of the series and I think she's just just such a joy to watch because she's so smart she's always thinking in creative ways outside of the box that challenges other people around her and she's such a warm and pleasant character and you really really want to support her because she does face a lot more challenges than most main characters because she is differently abled and this makes it hard for her in a society that is in many ways still very much ignorant or discriminatory and this show is a real eye-opener to anyone who isn't differently abled or neurodiverse or closely aligned with those communities because as we go along with Wu Young Wu's experiences we see just how much she has to tolerate from the world around her and sometimes the discrimination isn't even overt it's just very very insidious and hidden but of course the warmth comes from the fact that Wu Young Wu also has some really good people around her in her life and she's also very resilient and inspirational person. So this series really is a feel-good series and there's a lot of humor that you can laugh out loud at and also a very strong romance that is central to this series. So let's get down to the list of topics that I will cover in today's episode. Number one, I want to give a brief summary of the series and I really want to talk about the main characters, especially the titular character, which is Wu Young Woo. And following this, I really want to talk about both the main actors. You will probably know Park Yun Bin because she's a fantastic actor actress and has been for a long time since she started as a child actress. But I'm not sure if people know much about Kang Tae-ho and his long career. A lot of people think that he's a new actor and he suddenly hit fame, but actually I've personally been watching him for at least four years in second lead roles or minor roles. And so I really want to talk about his career for those who don't know it. Number two, I really want to talk about the most important thing to do with this drama, which is the representation of autism. And I want to talk about it in terms of all the discussion that has taken place with this drama airing. So while I really, really love this drama and I've mostly heard positive things for 
the way that it has treated the subject matter. I do think that it's really important to listen to the actual voices of the community that it represents. So I'm going to be talking about the objective opinions, which means that I'll be talking about all the good things that the show has done and all the discussions it's encouraged, but I'm not going to stray away from some of the controversies as well. Number three, I am going to be talking about my favorite subject, and I think it will be the favorite subject of a lot of people, but I really want to talk about the beautiful romance in this series, and I don't say this lightly because I think having been a drama watcher for a very long time, I have a bit of an icy heart. Sometimes things don't touch me as well as they should, but this one is giving me all the feelings and all of the flutters, and I think it's because it's such a healthy relationship, and relationships are challenging for Wu Yongwu, and so it's really good to see her character develop through her first experience of being in love. Of course, Junho's character is also really something special. So I'm going to spend some time talking about why Junho is such a great male lead character. I'm going to talk a little bit about how he subverts a lot of expectations of the male lead. I'm also going to answer some criticisms that people have about him being too perfect. And I'm going to talk about why it makes sense that he likes Buyang Wu so much, because sometimes I think some people have been a little bit confused about that. I've seen that in some discussions online. So I thought I'd share how I have read the drama as someone who's watching. And on the whole, I am going to touch on why romance is important in this series, even though people seem to look down on romance as a genre sometimes. Number four, I feel like this show is built very much on its very interesting and funny and strong characters. And so I really want to talk about some of the side characters as well and their impact on the main storyline. I feel like one of the reasons this show is so popular is because even the side characters are given quite a strong presence throughout the series. And so I want to look at that. So just going to put in my general spoilers warning, which is that if you haven't watched any of the episodes yet and you don't like spoilers. I will be talking about things that have already happened in the drama and so I'd highly encourage you to watch first and then come back and listen to this. So let's kick off this podcast with an overview of the storyline of this drama. So this drama is centered around a young woman called Wu Young Wu and she tells you right from the start that she has autism and it takes her a long time to find a job because unfortunately there's still a lot of discrimination in terms of hiring and so even though she graduated with full marks at a top university University, she continues to get passed over until she gets hired by Hanbada, which is a top legal firm in the world of the drama. The drama actually begins at this point, so we follow her from her first days of work, and already you can see that the interactions are quite tense on her first day because a lot of people think that she has been hired by mistake, including her own manager. But of course, Wu Yang Wu is more than capable of doing the job, and she's able to show that through her creative thinking as well as her ability to source her photographic memory and solve problems. As she continues to impress people by successfully defending many cases, she gains the respect of her workmates and her manager, and she also starts to make friends, and she even starts to develop feelings for someone in the office who seems to be just as interested in her. While she's navigating her first job and her first relationship, there are also a lot of people who are discriminating against her or using her. One of 
these people seem to be a workmate who seems to have it in for her because he thinks that she gets special treatment out of everyone. Another person is the CEO who actually hired her and she has a reason because she wants revenge on Wu Youngwoo's mother. And so all these factors are coming into play to add to the drama. So if I had to classify this drama, I would say it's very much a legal drama and an episodic drama because every week there are new cases to look at and they involve new characters and make a commentary on society, but also they seem to tie in with and reflect the events of Wu Youngwoo's life as well. The story is also pretty much a personal development story and I feel like all dramas in some ways are about personal development, but this is especially the case in this drama where the main character has struggled all her life with the challenges of having autism. And so we're following her journey as she navigates a particularly interesting period of her life. This drama is also very much a romance drama with a very strong love line running through the entire series. And there's also comedy elements and feel good elements to this drama. So I would also classify it as a healing drama. To be honest, I actually hate describing dramas as healing dramas most of the time because I feel like that word gets overused a lot to describe a lot of different types of genres and it confuses people and sometimes they come in with very different expectations. Healing as a descriptive word implies that there's going to be pain and sometimes in these dramas the pain actually outweighs what people consider healing and I think people expect healing dramas to have these happy endings but sometimes they're more realistic and it can be quite bittersweet. For example it was used to describe 2521 and My Liberation Notes and Dodo Soso Lala So and I have to say all three of those dramas did not have particularly overtly happy endings. And so I think it's actually better to describe dramas more specifically. For example, 2521 is more of a nostalgia drama. My Liberation Notes is a slice of life drama. And I would say Dodo Soso Lala Soul is a very quirky rom-com with a very melodramatic twist at the end. And so that gives better expectations but I do think it is hard to steer away from the word healing as well because obviously a lot of stories are about overcoming obstacles or trauma and then there's this sense of warmth and comfort which Korean dramas like to show and so I guess I am using the word healing to describe extraordinary attorney Woo Young Woo for that reason because despite the hardships that she faces there is very much a sense of warmth and comfort in the way that she has people supporting her and in the way that she continues to be inspirational and to strive every day to be the best person that she can be. But moving on to talk about the titular character Wu Young Woo, I think she's such a fun character to follow and I'll be talking about her throughout this podcast but I just wanted to look a little bit at her unique personality and traits. So some of her personality traits that are exhibited are more typical to those with autism. So for example she has a really strong obsession with whales and of course I don't want to generalize or make assumptions but I think that it is more typically classified as a trait of autism that you can be highly focused on the things that really interest you and in Wu Young Wu's case I think that the whale obsession is just so adorable because she knows so much about them and I feel like I've actually learned a lot about whales since I've watched the show. I guess another common trait that she exhibits that is more commonly found in autism 
is that she is someone who speaks quite directly. There is no sort of like euphemisms or beating around the bush. She is just very clear and blunt. And sometimes I just wish that everyone was a little bit more clearer and more direct in what they wanted to ask. And of course, I think she's also quite a creative thinker because she's able to use the information that she knows and think outside the box that the other characters are not able to most of the time. I also think she stands out in that she has such a strong moral conviction and you really see that in episode five in that she doesn't like to be wavered from what she believes in, which I think is so important in any character. And I think it's a combination of these things that actually make her stand out as being more intelligent and interesting. You just really want to support her because she's someone who is trying her best to connect to the outside world in her own way. And of course, she is portrayed by the very experienced and talented actress Park Eun-bin, who has been acting ever since she was about five or six years old and she got her first lead role in 2012 in a drama called Operation Proposal but she didn't really sort of hit a bigger league until around 2016 when she starred in one of my favorite dramas. It's called Hello My Twenties on Netflix but it's also called Age of Youth and it's a slice of life drama about four housemates that live together and need to learn to get along and she plays quite a quirky character in that one and since then she's not only been a leading actress, she's also picked very strong projects to work on. So for example, she was in Hot Stove League, which was a very popular and well-received drama. She was also in Do You Like Brahms and The King's Affection, which were very popular romance dramas. And it's interesting because she actually initially turned down extraordinary attorney Wu Young Woo because she thought that it would be quite a hard role to play. She also didn't want to offend anyone. And so she actually took on The King's Affection for but because they really wanted her to consider this project, they actually waited a year for her to finish The King's Affection and then continued to ask her to play the role until she agreed eventually. And it's not hard to see why they really wanted her for this role because she is someone who picks very different characters every time she does a project, but you end up really believing in her acting because she plays each character with such conviction. I feel like I've seen her in everything from being a very loud and headstrong tomboy to being a very soft and demure classical musician and so I can see why she was the favorite for this role. But I think it was a different story for the male lead Kang Tae-ho because they only really casted him about a month before filming started and he really talked to the director and the writer and convinced them through his understanding of the character. Apparently he also really wanted to play this role and actually even turned down other roles while he was waiting to hear back and I think it's really paid off for him because this has been such a major breakthrough role for him because he's been acting for a very long time and yet I feel like he's always sort of been a second lead. But anyway, he was initially selected as part of an actors group, which is kind of like an idol group, but they started out acting before singing. I feel like I personally saw Kang Tae-ho for the first time when I watched My First First Love and he was quite a comedic character in that series, although he did have a really cute like puppy love story with Troy Ri. And then without giving away any spoilers, I know he showcased his acting range in The Tale of Noctu, which was a period drama. And then a few years ago, I watched him in this slice of life sports drama called Run On. And he was quite adorable in that one as a university arts student who was in love with the CEO of a sports company. I don't know if I loved the storyline they gave him, but he was such a puppy dog in that one too. And he also played a character in Doom at Your Service, which 
was that drama with Park Bo Young and So In Guk. And honestly, I don't think that project quite did him any justice because he was like the second lead in the second romance triangle. I felt that that didn't really give him much in terms of acting. But I'm really glad he's able to showcase his charms and talents in this character because the character of Lee Jun-ho is probably one of the more serious characters that he's had to play and one that is very empathetic and very heartfelt. And I think he's been acting since 2013, but this is probably only his like second lead role. So it's a bit of a shame that he is of the ceiling age where he has to attend military conscription in South Korea. And so he only really has has a short time to use his newfound fame because I think he has to enlist by the end of this month or next month and so I really hope that his fame continues to stay with him when he leaves the military and comes back into acting once again. So now that we've summed up Park and Bin and Kang Teo's careers I want to move on to talking about how autism is represented in this series on screen and I think it's so good to have dramas like this that encourage and teach people about a community that they perhaps might not be so involved in themselves and I think it's a good learning experience that asks us to reflect on our own behaviors and beliefs because while I would like to believe that most people try not to be discriminatory I think sometimes people still end up offending people by doing these things that they think are well-meaning or helpful but are actually very ignorant so by showing us Wu Young Wu's point of view and her experiences I I think it can really help to educate people on what kind of behaviors are acceptable and unacceptable. And because this drama is so popular and well loved at the moment, it's really nice to see a lot of discussion going on between fans. But of course, sometimes it can be quite tense because there are sensitivities around the themes of this drama. And while I think people do need to call out bad behavior, I also think that there's something to be said about being patient with people who may not have all the right ideas or information but are willing to learn and change their point of views so I think it's worth just being really polite and respectful when you give your opinion about this drama because I have seen some people talk about burning out from interacting with other people about this drama and I feel like that's just not the best way of educating other people or increasing acceptance and understanding in society so just remember to be nice when you're talking about this drama but I feel like I've gone off on a tangent so let's get back to the topic of depicting autism and the spectrum in K-dramas. So to give a bit of background, Extraordinary Attorney Wu Young Wu actually isn't the first drama to feature a main character that is on the spectrum. I think the first series or at least the first popular series to feature a character on the spectrum as the central character is a series called Good Doctor and it came out in 2013. And I'm not sure if people know, but the US series called The Good Doctor is actually based on this career. Korean drama. It's a series that focuses on the central character as he navigates the challenges of being a doctor that is on the spectrum. There's also a number of ensemble type dramas where you have one of the main characters that is also on the spectrum. So for example, a few years ago, there was a very popular drama called It's Okay to Not Be Okay, which was a drama that looked at mental health and also had this sort of magical fantasy element to it as well. And the brother of the main character was on the spectrum and he was one of the central characters to the story. The brother was depicted by an actor called Oh Jong-se and it was just so heartwarming looking at the on-screen relationship between him and his brother who was played by Kim Soo-hoon. 
And of course, more recently, there was also the drama Move to Heaven, which came out on Netflix maybe a year ago now. And this one is personally one of my all-time favorite dramas. I can't recommend it enough. It is so beautiful. It's heartbreaking. It's also very meaningful and heartwarming. So if you are a crier, I would recommend having a tissue box next to you. I personally am not, but I was very, very moved. And in terms of story, Move to Heaven is about a father and son trauma cleaning business. The son has Asperger's and when his father passes away, he's left with a deadbeat uncle who has just come out of jail. And the story follows how they bond over the trauma cleaning business. And the boy in that series is portrayed by a talented rookie actor called Tang Jun Sang, who has gone on to do really good projects like Racket Boys. And I feel like he's going to be a major actor coming up. So going back to my point, extraordinary attorney Wu Yang Wu is not alone in depicting the spectrum on screen, nor is it the first drama, but it is a really special series because because I believe it's the first drama to feature a female titular character that is on the spectrum. And so it is really covering new grounds in that it is giving voice to the female experience, which has been lacking all this time in K-dramas. And of course, it is a series that is adding to the representation of this community, because even though I just listed a bunch of dramas that do feature characters on the spectrum, as you can see, there was only like three or four of them, which is a tiny amount when you think about how many Korean dramas come out each year. And so it's just really great to see another drama adding another voice. And not only that, but it's a strong voice in that the drama is doing so well at the moment. It's incredibly popular. And I think that's because it looks at a lot of issues in a sensitive manner. It's well thought out and it is very, very heartwarming. And I think despite the hardships that are faced or examined, I do think there's also a lot of warmth in the characters around Wu Yangwoo and it makes people really want to engage in the world and the events of the story which means that people have been naturally more inclined to research about autism or talk about some of the issues that are faced by people in this community and that is really encouraging to hear but of course with any drama there's always going to be some criticisms or some room for improvement and I think the big elephant in the room when it comes to discussing this series is how people feel feel about a character from this community being played by someone who is not from this community. And of course, this isn't a criticism directed at this drama by itself. I think it is something that has happened in the industry for a long time and not just the Korean industry, just around the world as well. And I guess the reason why I mentioned all those K-dramas before was also to show that none of those actors were on the spectrum either. And so I guess there is an argument to be made that if you're telling a story about a certain group of people, you should be involving that group of people in the actual storytelling process and the acting. And I really do wish that there was more involvement on that front. But then there have been a lot of voices from the community that I've seen on Twitter and other social media that actually encouraged me to pick up this series because the point of view being presented is that even though this drama is not necessarily perfect in its portrayal of autism, and even though there needs to be more actors from this community actually involved in these types of projects, it is still a story that is giving a very strong 
strong voice to this community. And it's also a story that's helping to examine a lot of issues that people in this community can relate to and can reflect. And it's better to have dramas about this community than to not have them at all, which is what used to happen in the past. And that's not to say that these types of dramas shouldn't improve, but it's to say that we should support dramas like this, which are giving voice and are a step towards the right direction. And then another point of discussion, which is linked to this, is how believable the actions of Wu Yang Wu actually are. And that in part is linked to how well the actress Park and Bin can portray the character. And I guess the concern that people have here is that if there's any sense of overacting or exaggeration, then there's a feeling of a caricature rather than a genuine character. And I think unless you're in this community or closely aligned, I don't really think that you can make a judgment. But in terms of Park Eun Bin as an actress, I can totally vouch for her as being one of the very best. I don't think you can get much more experience than a very seasoned child actor who has also taken on a wide variety of roles. And I think she's someone who takes her roles very seriously. So I was reading her interviews and I'll link them below if I can find them again. But basically she talked about experts on autism and just learning as much as she could. And I think just the fact that she initially turned down the role and took a long time to think it over really says something about the responsibility she took on when taking on this role, especially because she was so conscious about not wanting to offend anyone or do a bad job in this role. So I feel like she's really put the very best of herself into playing Wu Young Wu as a character. And maybe I'm a little biased because I am a big fan of Park and Bin, but I feel like her portrayal of Wu Young Wu is actually very warm and genuine and really likable as a character. But obviously there'll always be some people who are a little bit more critical and it's kind of surprising because I will give one example, not naming any names, but there was someone that I knew who really loved It's Okay to Not Be Okay and they didn't seem to have an issue with someone not from the community portraying a character on the spectrum in that series, but then they were critical of extraordinary attorney Wu Yang Wu and Park Yun Bin and I thought it was a little bit surprising because here is a series that really showcases a diverse character and allows them to take the spotlight and also it's a female character and so I just thought maybe that they missed the point and I also couldn't help but wonder if their criticisms were because this was their first time seeing a female portrayal as well. So I just want to finish off this section by talking about the impact of this drama which is that it's been predominantly positive. I've read so many things about people saying that it's helped them to really conceptualize and understand what the spectrum is and also to understand that there's varying degrees of people's abilities and I think you can really see that in episodes like the one with Pengsu where you can see another character that is also on the spectrum but living quite a different life to Wu Young Wu. You can also see this in episode 10 where there is a girl who is differently abled in terms of her mental reasoning capacity so I think it has helped to broaden people's understandings and not to generalize people who identify with disabilities and there were some controversies around some influencers who were imitating Wu Young Wu on social media and it was good to see people call out behavior that they didn't think was respectful online and I think this really shows how much people are becoming more sensitive and how much the character has resonated with people and speaking about that they even asked a lawyer in the US who is on the spectrum whether or not she found the character believable or genuine and there were a lot of things that she found she could relate to such as having to wear a headset to avoid outside noise 
and also choosing to eat the same thing every day. And I thought it was an interesting read, so I will link it in the show notes if I can find the article again. So now I'm going to move on to a topic that I think everyone's a little bit eager to discuss, which is the romance in Extraordinary Attorney Wu and Wu. I think sometimes people can be quite dismissive of romance because they think of it as being fluffy and having no substance. But I think in this series, it's actually so important to the story because one of the main challenges that the main character faces is not actually solving cases or using logic. It's actually understanding the emotions of other people and also learning to be close or intimate with another person. So the romance is actually about the personal development and growth of the main character Wu Young Wu. And it's also about her inclusion in what is a pretty universal experience because most people at some point in their life will seek out some sort of loving relationship and sometimes that's not even romance but it's just that feeling of being safe and being accepted and having someone who has your back no matter what happens and it's quite interesting because I was talking to a film critic and pop culture commentator and she was saying that actually a lot of the time people look down on romance because of sexism like we've been taught that romance is not to be taken seriously as a genre because it's just silly sort of stuff that women daydream about and it's all about emotions which means it's not logical or well thought out and while I do like a lot of dramas that actually aren't romances I do think romances have their place because they represent something that everyone is looking for which is love and acceptance but I guess everyone has their different tastes when it comes to romances some people like it more mild some people like it really spicy I am clearly a sugar person because I think this series is in many ways very cotton candy like but I'm not ashamed to admit that and I feel like a lot of people enjoy the sweetness of this series as well. And as far as romances go this one has been super popular and really well received by fans and so many people are really supporting the storyline and I'm not going to deny that in part it's because of the male lead because Junho is quite a good looking guy and he's also very respectful and charming and charismatic and so I feel like that's ticking all the boxes for female fans and I feel like if you only think about the on-screen visuals alone having Park Eun-bin and Kang tae next to each other on screen is extremely dazzling you're looking at two very attractive people and I feel like they have extremely good chemistry with each other I think they understand each other's movements and have a good idea of how the characters would react in every situation and I think it's just so cute when you watch the behind the scenes because they obviously enjoy filming with each other there's a lot of jokes and they're always laughing about something. So I think these are all the main reasons why people are really on board with this romance. But I think what's actually pulling everyone's heartstrings and getting everyone so attached to this drama is that the romance is actually one of the healthiest ones that I've seen portrayed in a K-drama and the male lead is also just so wholesome and he's really empathetic and very caring. I think these are traits that have not traditionally been associated with a male lead in K-dramas. I feel like a lot of the time in the past they liked to give people arrogant, cold, aloof male leads and then somehow because of love they would change but I feel like sadly those characters help to promote a lot of unhealthy ideas to women such that if someone's being mean to you they actually like you and you saw it time and time again with things like Boys Over Flowers or You're Beautiful where you would have a character 
that was borderline abusive and yet somehow the female lead would still end up liking him. But I'm really happy to see characters like Lee Jun Ho being written into existence and not only that, becoming really popular with the audience. And so I think it shows a change in times, but it also shows that what people have really wanted to see is a character that subverts those traditional cold, aloof, rich male lead stereotypes. And I really like the way that they have developed and formed his character because he is popular and he is good looking, which are traditional ideas for what a male lead should be like. But it's implied and mentioned in the drama that he's popular not because he is particularly powerful or particularly rich or even for his looks. A lot of the time, the characters around Junho say that he's a nice person. And you can really see that he's a people person. He gets along with every other character in the office. And so it's no surprise that he would be drawn to Wu Yangwu because he's not one to judge her on anything superficial. He's just someone who sees her as a whole person and sees the interesting things that she sees. And because of their worldviews, they end up connecting on a deeper level. And that's how the relationship forms. And another thing I think is very interesting, which I think goes along with Junho not falling into the traditional male stereotype, is that they didn't give him a position of extreme power in that he's not even an attorney. He's on the litigation team and he seems to help out with a lot of the administrative side. So that sort of turns that table where in the past it was a bit more like the female lead would be some poor girl, whereas the male lead would be a CEO. And I think it shows that Junho doesn't really have a inferiority complex. He's someone who's very confident and status and ambition don't matter to him as long as he feels like he is true to himself. And you can really see this in episode five when there's this client who is greasy and unethical and he comes to the office for a meeting and he really bonds with all the males but leaves out Wu Young Wu. He really gets the boys club started by talking about where they all served in the military. And when he tries to ask Jun Ho, he doesn't really bother to give him an answer because he can see what he's doing to Wu Young Wu. He just doesn't care for this behavior and he doesn't suck up to those kind of people, unlike his housemate Minwoo. And it's this attitude of being true to himself that he brings to the table when he starts pursuing Woo Youngwoo. He doesn't care what the world thinks about his relationship with her as long as he knows that he likes her and that they can both make each other happy. And it's this gentle and supportive advice that he gives to her when she is feeling sad about how the world looks down on people with disabilities having relationships. And what he says to her is that if she says it's love, then it's love. And I think there's also an alternative translation, which is the other way around. Like, if I say it's love, then it's love. But basically, it's the same concept where he doesn't care about what other people think as long as he is being true to himself and what he feels is that he really likes her. And so his character comes across as extremely endearing because he is non-judgmental, he's very open-minded, he's friendly to everyone. He has a strong sense of self and a moral compass and he is deeply and unconditionally in love with Wu Young-woo. And then on top of that, I feel like all these things would make him seem very vanilla. But then you get into the scenes of him flirting with Wu Young-woo or showing that he desires her. And he's really good at creating those flutters and romantic tension as well. I mean, I think after episode seven, there were very few people that were not converted into liking Lee Jun-ho 
know after that interaction in the office where Wu Young Woo asks him if she can touch him because upon her friend's advice she decides that she needs to measure her heartbeat when she's around him and then his response is just so teasing and flirtatious and I think it was a combination of just the way he looked at her and the way that he said that he was disappointed that her heart didn't race when she was around him even if they weren't touching but it's also that sense that he is respectful and he would never do anything to Wu Young Woo if she was uncomfortable or hesitating he would just back right off and accept her boundaries and so I think this combination of traits as well as that fine balancing act has led people to have Lee Jun Ho fever or at least fever for Kang Tae the actor who portrays this character but again there's always some sort of criticisms especially when something becomes too popular and in the case of this character some people think that he is unrealistic and he doesn't have much of a backstory making him a little too perfect and therefore making him a character that doesn't have many dimensions and only really serves to be the perfect love interest and I'll say that I won't deny that he is somewhat of a very perfect character and if you were to ask me if you could find someone like that in real life I would say you probably could but the chances are very very rare but in terms of people being critical of the character's backstory this drama is meant to be focused on the titular character much of the necessary storytelling time belongs to Wu Young Wu's life and even if you look at the other characters you don't really know much of their backstories either except maybe her best friend but that's to give you more of a context on Wu Young Wu's past of being bullied and so I technically don't have that much of an issue with his character having less of a backstory I think the other thing as well is that often in K-dramas there's this expectation that the male lead needs to have some past trauma or some event that's happened to them to give them a backstory and sometimes I think why can't we just have a character that is someone who grew up in a nuclear family that had a somewhat relatively untraumatic and happy upbringing which made them a good person I mean I could be pretty privileged but I do feel like that is most people I know they don't have this major life event they're shaped by little moments of happiness and little moments of sadness and it's not like something drastic like they have an evil step parent or anything like that so that's one thing and then another thing that I've found a little bit weird that has been going around is some people saying that they don't understand why Lee Jun-ho likes Wu Young Woo so much and at first I found that to be quite insulting because I thought are people actually this discriminatory that they wouldn't think that Wu Young Woo deserves a guy like Jun-ho I mean she's pretty she's smart she is quite cute and funny and she's pretty much holding up the law firm and so I was really confused but then I realized that actually some people were saying in terms of the storytelling they don't know what moment that he really fell for her because again there's no significant event that sort of marks this because I think in a lot of k-dramas the tropes are something like they were childhood friends or he had a trauma that she helped to fix up and so there's usually some giant dramatic reason why the two leads would fall in love with each other and I actually have to say that sometimes I think these tropes are a little bit far-fetched for example I really dislike childhood friends while I'm sure there's some possibility that you could run into an old childhood friend and then 
develop feelings for them. I do think that that often doesn't happen and people change quite a bit. And so surprisingly, I actually like how this has worked out in this drama, which is that I believe Junho likes Buyang Wu because he spent a lot of time with her and he has seen all these little sides of her that has made him develop feelings for her. To begin with, I think they have a playful and wholesome way of looking at the world. I mean, he also sees the same things as her. He mentions that her name is Flippable, which is something that she has always found pretty important. And in the first case where the lady hits the husband over the head with the iron, he also notices that the iron looks like a whale, which is something that she notices and points out to her boss. And while these things seem really unimportant and little, I think it gives you a window into the fact that they both see things in a similar way. And then of course, you know from episode two onwards that he is very much physically attracted to her. He is obviously very smitten when he sees her try on the bride's dress and he kind of can't hide the look on his face. And then because they do a lot of client interviews and investigations together, he's also seen her when she has interacted with people and he knows that she has this strong sense of justice just like he does. And while she might struggle to understand other people's emotions, she does really care about other people and she wants the best outcome for the people who deserve it. And he's always there to see that side of her and of course he really struggles when she's very upset. In episode 5 after she finds out that she's helped the wrong person who was taking advantage of the law and he's always willing to tag along to help her help someone else as well such as in episode 11 when she tries to help the wife of the gambling guy who is trying to get a divorce from her. And so I think the reasons he likes her are actually quite realistic in that I think he developed feelings for her from accumulating all these little moments that he spent with her and realizing that he really respected and admired and cared for her and that her feelings mattered to him even more than his feelings sometimes. So even though that seems like such a weird question to me, I hope that really has helped to explain to anyone who's confused why Junho likes Buyang Wu. It comes down to the fact that the drama hasn't decided to create this giant event to show that his feelings have changed. It just happened naturally, which is probably quite realistic in that I feel like that's how I end up liking people too. Like one moment they're sort of a normal person to you and then the next moment they're special because you have just seen all these little things that you like about them. And in terms of romance, I do think it is quite funny from Wu Young Wu's point of view because she is like the rest of us, just trying to figure out what is going on. But at the same time, she takes things quite literally and so there's all these misunderstandings that can arise from being too literal and I think that's the funny thing about the latest episode, episode 12, in that it's quite relatable to the modern relationship because I feel like these days a lot of people date without necessarily becoming exclusive first and so often there are those situations where one person thinks it's implied that they're already in a relationship whereas the other person needs to hear it said outright and expressed clearly and I think it's quite funny because just before I was talking about how everyone thought that Junho was such a perfect character and there were criticisms about him being too much of a dream boyfriend but after the scene where they have that disagreement where Junho says that he actually doesn't enjoy the activities they do on their dates but he does them anyway because he really likes Buyang Wu there were some people saying that they didn't like him as much now because of this one thing that he had said and I just think this goes 
goes to show that you can never please anyone. You're doomed if you're too perfect and you're doomed if you're not perfect enough. When I first watched the scene, to be honest, I was a little bit taken aback because I do think that Jun-ho is such an agreeable character. And in the last few episodes, they'd become so much closer physically and emotionally. And it just seemed to contrast a lot because they were now having their first disagreement. But again, I think that's quite realistic as well because when you start dating someone, you still feel quite anxious and there's that dating turbulence because you need to learn to understand each other and come together as a couple. And so I didn't really end up seeing that scene as being very threatening. In fact, the more I thought about it, the more it made sense because I do think Junho is such a giving character and it's good to see that he also has boundaries and expectations and he felt comfortable enough to communicate that with Wu Youngwoo because he wants something real with her. And while I obviously like that he's a really nice person and he seems to be genuinely so, if the series had continued where he just always agreed with her and always just did what she wanted to do, I think I would feel a little bit like somehow his character was holding back and in some ways that is not genuine and kind of not nice either. So this touch of realism where he actually did complain about something did feel a little bit more human. I think that scene showed that they have a healthy relationship because being able to talk to your partner about what you feel and what you want, I think those are very important if you want that relationship to last. And it was all very cute anyway because basically he was saying that he didn't have any particular interest in those activities but he was willing to do them because he liked her so much. And so for him the value in those activities was spending time with her and even though that wouldn't have been how he would choose to spend his time by himself. He didn't really care or particularly notice what he was doing because he was spending time with her. So it wasn't a sacrifice. He wasn't being mean about it, but he was basically trying to convey how important she was to him. And he was just hurt that he didn't seem to be as important to her in her eyes. But I think a lot of people felt quite anxious watching it because it wasn't resolved in that scene. And then also because it was the first time seeing a disagreement between the main couple after so many sweet scenes and also because I guess this is the first time seeing Junho not be a completely perfect character but be somewhat realistic as well and one other reason it could be because I think most people know that when you come to episode 13 and 14 of a drama it is usually the full angsty episodes where all the bad things happen and if there's a couple they're most likely to have broken up so I think people are just trying to protect their hearts especially because episode 11 made a lot of people really happy because they actually shared this really beautiful kiss under the street lamp in front of her house. And actually what touched me the most about that scene was the fact that he was able to approach her and she just felt safe with him and she had previously felt really nervous and so when he did approach her in a romantic moment she sort of backed away and then he would back away because he didn't want to make her feel scared or uncomfortable but really he makes her feel very safe and I think that's proven when he was able to help her in a moment of trauma and so she's really let him into her world and this is so beautiful because it's so rare. She's often very uncomfortable with people touching her but when he does it she's not only not afraid but she looks happy about it as well and so you can really see that he has earned her trust and earned her affection. So I feel like I've spent a long time analyzing this relationship but there's one other topic in terms
terms of romance that I want to talk about before I move on, which is the fact that I feel so bad for the other lawyer, Suyon, who's just a really lovely person and like the embodiment of sunshine towards Wu Young Woo, but her dating life is just so messy and so extremely relatable. And I just had to point that out because I think a lot of the time we are all looking out for Junho. Often, I think you find when you're on a search, sometimes you end up with people who are telling you really bad dad jokes or someone who's trying to cheat you. And in a way, it's kind of comforting to see that even someone who is as beautiful and talented as she is still has to put up with this. But on the other hand, if there's no hope for her, (laughs) it kind of makes it a little bit depressing. I think she's so cool. I liked that she walked out with the most expensive bottle of alcohol on that scammer. And I hope that they give her someone wonderful if they do choose to give her a love line. But I think this is a good segue now into talking about some of the supporting characters and why they're so important to the story. So I think I mentioned before that most of the characters don't have a deep backstory, but the characters seem to have a very strong presence in this series. And I think that's because the actors are actually really good at portraying the characters. But also I think from their interactions with Wu Young Wu, a lot of the time you can deduct a lot of things about those characters. And I think a lot of people's favorite supporting character is actually her boss, Myung And I think that's because he is a character that at first is very skeptical about her abilities, but he changes his mind quickly when he realizes just how talented she is. And he turns out to be one of her biggest supporters. And I think that's definitely a sign of a good boss, someone who recognizes their mistakes and is able to become more flexible or learn from them. And also someone who has your back. And he's someone who's given a lot to the company because obviously, in his position he would have had to work his way up and you really see that in episode 12 that it has taken a toll on him because he becomes afraid for his safety when someone that he once put to jail is out on the loose and it also takes a toll on his health because he ends up coughing blood at the end of that episode and this is quite sad because he is a good person in fact I think on the managerial team he cares more about cases to do with real people than he cares about bringing in and representing these high profile clients as his work rival points out and so I think he's quite a warm and relatable character and one that a lot of people can relate to in that no one wants to spend so much time at work but sometimes we're stuck due to our circumstances and we just put up with it. Another character worth talking about is actually the antagonist Minwoo and this is Woo Young Woo's workmate who is ambitious and cold and competitive and cutthroat and he doesn't have a problem with acting immorally as long as he gets a leg up and it's interesting because he seems to always think that she gets special treatment and so it leads him to act out against her. Although in the grand scheme of things he's probably not as big a villain as Woo Young Woo's mother who he teams up with and even he's shocked when she says that she wants Woo Young Woo to be fired or to quit law and so it's interesting to see whether or not Minwoo will get a redemption arc or whether or not he will just go down the same path and be a very ambitious and scheming lawyer. And of course, even though you really dislike him and he does all this terrible stuff to Woo Young Woo, it is really noticeable that he does push the story along and often because of something he says or does, it causes Woo Young Woo to reflect on her life and 
she ends up changing something or growing from it. So in a weird way, he is a character that allows her to develop, but that's probably the same as in real life. You often need to overcome a challenge or confront someone who causes problems for you in order to grow. And he's affected Wu Yang Wu on both a small scale in the way that he commented that someone who hasn't prepared dinner is obviously not a grown-up, and so that encourages her to bring food for her father. But also he challenges her in terms of when he's trying to sabotage her. He talks about how their law firm is not necessarily the most ethical place, and it really gets Wu Yang Wu to reflect on where she wants to go in the future. And the last two characters I want to talk about in a little bit of detail are Suyon and Gurami, who are Wu Yang Wu's really close friends. And these two characters are so different, but they support her in different ways as well. So Gurami is a chaotic friend who went to school with her and was known as the psycho, but they became friends because they were essentially both outcasts. And I really like that because she's someone who has no judgments about Wu Yang Wu. And in fact, she sees her as no different to anyone else. And she's always happy to coach her in her personal life, especially in her love life. And she's very much the comic relief character in this series. Her advice works, but it's very left of center. And if you think about it, she's actually the catalyst as to why Chun Ho and Wu Young Wu end up together because it's not only her coaching of Wu Young Wu, she actually does meet Jun Ho and when she does, she acts as the ultimate wing person. And she's just quite an intuitive person, so I think she just knows by intuition how he's feeling. And so she gives up her spot on a long drive home and also tells him of a nice place to detour to see the sunset with Wu Young Wu. And so I feel like she's quite an important character because without her this entire story would not be happening. The other character Suyon is more conventional in a sense because she's someone who society would see as being very pretty and popular and has a good background and often I feel like in the older K-dramas these sort of characters would become the antagonist but I like that she's actually a supportive character and I feel like in many ways she's like the female version of Junho in that she is empathetic and has a strong sense of justice and so that's what connects her with Wu Yang Wu but unlike her other best friend she is much more refined and so I feel like she guides Wu Yang Wu from a conventional standpoint like she tells her this is what other people would do or you need to consider doing these things and so it's kind of helpful in helping her to navigate the workplace and so I feel like all these characters are very important in their own individual way even if some of them are sharing roles like the role of being the best friend. So I feel like I've given enough of a character study for today. If you have enjoyed this I hope you'll consider following me on Spotify or anywhere else where you can listen to podcasts and I think I will make another episode for Extraordinary Attorney Wu Yang Wu. Although knowing me I can't promise if that's before the show ends. Anyway I hope you will enjoy watching the rest of the series and I'll talk to you in the next podcast episode I release. Bye!